0: Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we can go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. Imagine you're going to meet a friend for dinner at a restaurant you've never been to before. When it is time to leave to meet up with them, do you just get in your car and randomly drive around town hoping to stumble onto the restaurant? Course not. You open your favorite navigation app and type in the address of the restaurant so you know how to get there. Why do you do this instead of just wandering around? Because you'd most likely get lost, and if you did happen to get lucky and find the place, it would have probably taken you so long that you'd missed your dinner reservations with your friend. Now think of how most people approach their plan for getting sober. They simply decide one day, "Today's the day to get sober." They don't have a plan. They might kind of know where they're going, but they do not have directions on how to get there. They simply wander around hoping that one day they will find a place where they're in a life free of their addiction. They keep finding themselves lost and gradually get more frustrated until they hit the moment where they give up and decide just to turn around and go back home. Why would we put so much effort in not getting lost, driving our car 15 minutes to go meet up for dinner with a friend, but then decide to aimlessly wander around when making such a huge decision like getting sober? We will talk about that today, and we'll work on creating your own recovery roadmap so you not only will have a clear picture of your future destination, but also have step-by-step directions on how to get there. So buckle up, this is going to be a great episode. Most people wander through life. Then when things get painful or even slightly uncomfortable, they give up because they don't know where they are going. Recovery is difficult. Recovery is overwhelming at times. It is very easy to get off track. And if we don't have an idea of where we are going and how to get there, it can be very easy to get so lost that the only plan that seems logical at the time is to simply turn around and go back to where we started. And the more times we leave the house and get lost, the less confident we are in when we head out again. That is how people get stuck in the relapse cycle. It isn't from triggers, alcohol being a huge presence in our society, life events, lack of support from family or friends, stress or anxiety, or any of the other reasons we usually blame our relapses on. Those are simply hazards along the way. But if you know where you're going and how to get there, they are simply detours and not something that gets us completely lost. Think back to your navigation app when you're driving. If you take a wrong turn, what happens? Does it say, you missed your exit, you're an idiot, you might as well turn around and go home now? No, its goal is to still get you to your destination. So it simply reroutes you and gets you back on track. Yeah, The wrong turn or missed exit might add a few extra minutes to your trip. However, you're still heading to your destination. If we create a roadmap to our recovery and keep the focus on our destination, we'll have the same results. We'll hit hazards along the way. We'll get detoured, and our trip might take longer than expected. However, when we get off track, we will never get lost. We simply will get rerouted and still be heading towards our destination. So what are the first steps in creating directions? We must know where we are going. The best way to identify this is by creating your purpose or your why for getting sober. I cover this thoroughly in episode two of this podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, I suggest going back to it. Once we have a clear why for getting sober, it is much easier to see our destination of where we want to be and create a plan for getting there. For now, simply imagine a life where your dreams are fulfilled. What does that look like? What have you accomplished? What type of person are you? How do you feel about the person you have become? As that person, what kind of mood do you wake up in? Imagine your ideal life, one that is filled with joy, hope, and excitement. That is the destination we are setting for your journey. Now, we just need to start mapping how to get there. This is not something we're going to map out in our heads. I don't know about you, but when someone is rattling off directions on how to get there, at about the third or fourth, now turn right at the next stoplight, I'm already lost and I haven't even started driving yet. We need to draw out our map. You can either grab a piece of paper to do this, or I also have created a recovery roadmap guide that you could download. Just go to soberandhappy.com slash recovery roadmap, or you could also find the link in the notes with this episode. The first thing you need to do is list your destination. This is whatever a fulfilled life looks like to you. Maybe it is being a parent your kids can depend on or look up to, achieving a dream career you've always imagined since you are a kid, having the freedom to live a life full of adventure and travel, building the family you've always wanted creating a life with stability, or retiring and living your golden years in a beach house and waking up to the sound of waves crashing in the distance every morning. This doesn't have to be your final destination, so don't focus too much on the details or waste too much time worrying that you're leaving something out. Whatever life you could imagine that lifts your spirits when you close your eyes and picture yourself there is a life we're going to map out here. Now write that down. Not just the destination, I want you to write out where it is and describe what it looks like. How does it feel the moment you pull up to that place? What kind of emotions are you feeling about finally arriving? How does it feel to wake up in the life knowing that it's yours? Now I want you to name your journey and write that down. I call mine the happiness project, but pick something that resonates with you. This is the first step of creating your roadmap. Not creating a plan, not making to-do lists, just imagining where you are going. Without knowing your goals and developing a plan to get there, you'll always find yourself looping back to where you were before because that is what is familiar. But once we're able to start imagining and feeling our new lives, we'll begin to imagine our new future instead of constantly living in the past. It is human nature to gravitate towards what is familiar. Most people spend most of their energy complaining about the present, living in the past, and wondering why they never can move on in their lives. That is because their actions are ones that are always going to keep them in that state of pain they are living in. What if you spend as much time envisioning the life you want instead of replaying your past regrets and living in the pain caused by that? Start by imagining a life beyond your current pain. You need to define what success and happiness means to you and write a happiness statement, much like a company writes a mission statement. Don't waste time trying to make it perfect. You'll never be able to create and maintain an always happy life, and your definition of a happy, fulfilled life will change as you grow and evolve. I struggled with thinking I needed to be happy all the time and never fail. In your statement, allow for life's imperfections. It could be your own statement, one that you hear that resonates with you, or your own modification of someone else's statement. But make sure it is one that fits you and that you're not allowing someone else to define your happiness. This is for you to own. Currently, I'm using one I heard Esprit Devorah say on a podcast that states simply what I want right now. I live in a state of inner peace more often than I don't. Now imagine what a day in that life looks like and how to live that way. Once you start doing that, instead of focusing on the negatives in life, you'll constantly find yourself gravitating towards that instead of retreating back to your old life because that is what your new normal is becoming. Now that we have an idea of where we're going, it is time to start creating our plans on how to get there. It is important to be flexible with your roadmap to recovery. This isn't about settling or giving up because something is too hard. This is about adjusting because as we grow and evolve, our priorities will change. Something that may have seemed important on day seven may no longer be aligned with who you are six months down the road. You will have new perspectives along your journey. If you climb a large mountain, your vantage point has changed. So with that new vision, you can see much more and you can make more educated decisions based on that new perspective. For now, though, I simply want you to see where you are and where you want to go. Now start writing down what it'll take to get there. I'm going to use an example of a great friend of mine that has accomplished so much in his time since getting sober. When we went through this exercise, his happiness statement was to have a happy, safe, and stable home to raise my son in. When we started that process, he was living in a halfway house he was paroled to. He didn't have a job, his ex wouldn't talk to him, and he didn't even have visitation rights to even talk to his son. Although that life he wanted seemed so far away, when I would have him close his eyes and describe it to me, you could see that he really was feeling what it would be like to live in that life. He described the backyard he wished he had when he was a kid and playing catch with his son in it. He described a household full of love where his son felt safe and supported, a place his son would look forward to coming home to, a place that he realized he wished he had growing up and something he wanted to give to his son. Once we were in that state, I had him write down the steps it took to get there. Number one, get a job. Number two, get visitation rights for his son. Number three, build his credit. Number four, save up for a down payment. Number five, buy a house. That list of goals always seemed unachievable to him. But in a state where he was able to actually imagine what it would feel like to live there, he began shifting from the person that spent most of his time talking about how everything was stacked against him and how his parents, his ex, and the system had let him down or done him wrong to someone that was going to overcome life's challenges and figure out a way to get where he needed to be because his son and himself deserved a better future. When we look at the whole picture and everything we need to change in life, that task is always going to seem too overwhelming to start. That is why we must create our roadmap and focus on only the task right in front of us. The singular task, as difficult as they may be, always will feel less intimidating and achievable. Don't worry about all the steps necessary to reach your best life. If you continue to accomplish tasks that move you towards your destination, then you certainly will reach it. And if the task in front of you seems too overwhelming, then it most likely could be broken down even further. No matter what challenges you are facing, there's always something you could do today to help you move towards where you want to be. It is your choice and responsibility whether you do it. So let's go back to my friend's list. He can't buy a house today, so we obviously shouldn't waste energy on getting a real estate agent. But how do we decide what we should be focusing our energy on? This is the beginning of the roadmap to your new life. Within each step you've already written down, now write down what it will take to accomplish it and the obstacles we will face. Once we start doing that, what we should focus on will start to become more clear. For example, my friend, after going through this exercise, realized that everything he wanted to do on his list, he needed a steady income for. He would need to show effort in getting caught up on his back child support and have some stability with the job so he could have a better case for wanting visitation for his son. He also needed money to start paying off debt, to save for a down payment, etc. So step one was getting a job. Now that we have identified the first step, we need to list out the challenges and tasks necessary to accomplish that step so we could focus on that. For him, this posed quite a challenge. He was on parole he was a convicted felon, he had a horrible employment history, and most companies simply won't give someone in his place a chance. This is the part where most people give up. They start saying things like, it's too hard, it's not fair, you don't understand, it's not even worth it, or what's the point? This is why you must stay connected to the feeling of your destination. Tony Robbins says, where your mind goes, your energy flows, and as soon as you start thinking about your new life, you'll start seeing the opportunities instead of the limitations. Think of when you get a new car. You don't notice too many of those cars on the road before you buy it, but as soon as you drive off the lot, you notice every single one. It seems like at that moment, everybody rushed out and bought the same car as you. The number of cars like yours on the road didn't change. Your focus changed. The same thing happens when you focus on your perceived limitations based on your past. You'll constantly think about everybody that has done you wrong, your worries, your bills, all the roadblocks that make it why you can't succeed. And those are the things you're going to always notice. You may notice a few opportunities here and there, but you're so focused on what you can't do, you tend to ignore them or blow them off. But if you pivot to thinking that your life just changed because you made a huge decision like quitting drinking, then it is like that moment driving off the car lot. You'll start seeing opportunities everywhere. The world around you won't change, but the people, places, and things that you notice in your life will shift. Whatever you believe will always be revealed to you. If you operate from your memory and history, you will always continue to confirm that bias. But if you operate from your imagination and dreams, you'll start to notice the people, places, and things that could help make those dreams come true. And that is what my friend did. He had a moment of feeling sorry for himself and being overwhelmed by the idea of constant rejection on his job hunt. But then he imagined two alternative lives for his son. One was having a dad he didn't even know sitting in prison, and the other was playing catch with his dad in the backyard. He returned to the state of feeling his future life. He stopped complaining about things not being fair, pulled out his phone, and simply typed into Google, how to get a job when you are a felon. He conquered the first obstacle, which was one he didn't even write down, which was his own limiting beliefs holding him back. We looked at his map and we focused on only the things that could move him forward today. What can he work on now? Look back at your list. What is the first thing you need to accomplish? What are the obstacles in your way? Circle the biggest one. Now list the steps that are required to tackle that obstacle. Start on the first step on that list and focus only on accomplishing that one task. Once you have done that, go to the next step. Do that until you have conquered the obstacles and then move on to the next. We must focus on one thing at a time. That is how we will build momentum. That is how we won't get too overwhelmed by the prospect of having to change everything. That is what my friend did. Since getting a job was what would feed everything else, he started with only that. He found companies that were willing to hire felons. Then in the interviews, he explained to each one the new life he imagined for himself and his son, and he owned up to the mistakes in his past. In the past, when he was looking for work, he was in the state of mind that thought life was unfair and no one was going to give him a chance. However, this time he was in a state that was chasing a better life for himself and his son. The people he interviewed felt the difference, and to his surprise, after only a few weeks of focused job hunting, he actually had multiple job offers to choose from. And now that he was working and had an income, we were able to focus on the next step, which was getting visitation rights for his son. He always thought this would never be possible, but now after getting one step closer to his dream, it seemed like a possibility. So he contacted the courts, found out all the steps necessary to start the process, and he began that journey. Eventually, he saw a judge that gave him a list of demands that he'd have to do to even be considered for supervised visitation. Although some of the demands seemed unreasonable to him, he knew they were just obstacles that he was going to have to face to achieve his bigger goal. The new life he imagined began feeling like a reality, and he was locked in on his destination. Did he face challenges along the way? Of course. Did he make mistakes that set him back? Of course. But no matter what happened, he kept pushing forward because he knew where he was going and had a plan on how to get there. And he never stopped dreaming about what it would feel like to be there. That is the importance of knowing where you want to go. When you type in a destination into your navigation app and you make a wrong turn or come onto an obstacle, does it tell you to turn around and go home? No, it is still locked into your destination, so it finds you an alternative route. When you constantly have your destination locked in, you will always find a way to get wherever you're going. When you constantly have your destination locked in, you will always find a way to get where you're going. And that is exactly what happened with my friend. He has steady employment with a company that respects and values him. He has joint custody of his son, a healthy co-parenting relationship with his ex, and although he doesn't have the dream house yet, he has an apartment where his son has his own bedroom with a park right down the road where they go to play catch. And most importantly, his son has a place to live where he is loved, supported, and feels safe. My friend realized during his road trip on his recovery journey, that was really the destination he was seeking. He did this by setting his destination, identifying the steps to get there, and working on them one at a time. Most importantly, though, he constantly imagined a future that he felt so deeply that his internal navigation system kept rerouting him towards it, no matter how many obstacles he came across or wrong turns he made along the way. Most people in recovery spend most of their time sitting around talking about everything wrong, all the things they can't do all their past failures, and all the reasons they can't accomplish things that they want. I want better for you. I want you to become the person that is actively chasing your dreams, checking off boxes of things you want to accomplish, finding ways to overcome your challenges, and growing into the person that is always pushing through those difficult moments of life, knowing that you'll come out stronger on the other side. Which life sounds better for you? The one where you are struggling to simply just be sober and spending most of your time and energy focusing on everything that is wrong, or the one where you're sober and happy because you're chasing and accomplishing your dreams. If you're listening to this podcast, I have an idea of which life you want. So imagine it, name it, write it down, actively plan it, and start moving towards it. You're only one decision away from changing your whole life, and your destination is not as far as it may seem. So get started today. I hope you have found this episode helpful. If you have, all I ask is that you share it with one other person you think it might help. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening and keep living sober and happy.